Welcome to the Retirement Guide Podcast. I'm your host, George Jameson, owner of Capital Wealth Group, a flat fee-only advisory firm. Whether you're nearing retirement or already retired, join me each week as we explore the world of retirement planning and equip you with the knowledge and tools you need for a successful retirement. So let's get started. Today, we're diving into tax planning, a crucial aspect of retirement planning that can greatly impact your retirement. Tax planning should be a big part of retirement plans. While tax planning generally decreases in retirement, it's still a large expense. Making a major mistake regarding taxes can substantially throw off your retirement success. It's important that you can anticipate your taxes for the next 20 to 30 years. We create projections for each client, estimating their annual tax payments. This projection is constantly being updated and maintained to ensure we are as accurate as possible, and you can do the same. During your working years as W-2 employees, taxes are often deducted from each paycheck. This way, you really don't have to worry about paying too much or too little come April. Similar withholdings can be arranged for your pension, Social Security, annuity, and other retirement income through forms like the W-4, the W-4P, and the W-4V. If you're not opting for automatic withholding on taxable income, you'll likely need to make quarterly estimated tax payments. The IRS offers very detailed instructions on their website on tax withholding and estimated taxes. Or you can use Form 1040ES to estimate your payments. See links to these sites below. So the first tax saving strategy we're going to talk about is called income withdrawal sequences. As you approach retirement, Deciding how to withdraw funds from your retirement accounts can greatly affect your tax situation. While starting with taxable accounts is a common approach, keep in mind that taking some money from an IRA or a 401k before RMD age may be more tax efficient. It really depends on your account balances. If you have well over a million dollars in IRAs and 401ks, it could be beneficial to begin withdrawals before your required minimum distribution age. The only way to truly figure out the optimal withdrawal sequence is to put all your information into a retirement planning software and run various scenarios. Number two, another way to be tax efficient is called asset location. This means placing investments with higher expected tax obligations, such as bonds or high dividend stocks, into tax advantage accounts like IRAs or 401ks, You may put more weight on equities with growth potential in taxable accounts or Roth IRAs. This way, you may reduce taxable interest and dividends, all while letting your investments grow more efficiently. However, if you plan to tap into your taxable account first, consider not placing all your stocks or all stocks in taxable accounts. You may want to have some short-term bonds that you can withdraw during down markets. This can be accomplished by simply rebalancing, but you would need some bonds or bond funds to do this. So let me be clear. In general, you want bonds and dividend-paying stocks or funds in IRAs and 401ks. In general, you want a higher percentage in stocks and growth investments in Roth IRAs and taxable accounts. And another way to put it, you want tax-efficient investments in your taxable accounts. And then you want growth investments 
in Roth IRAs. So the third way to possibly save in taxes during retirement is called Roth conversions. It can be a powerful tax planning tool for some. In general, consider Roth conversions after retiring, but before Social Security or pensions kick in. If you've got taxable savings, you can live off the post-tax funds for a few years, which will create very little taxable income. During this period of low taxable income, explore Roth conversions. Even after starting Social Security, conversions can make sense. They become less appealing. Converting from a traditional IRA or 401k to a Roth IRA is a strategic move. You'll pay taxes on the converted amount, but the Roth's future growth can be withdrawn tax-free. When to convert can be perplexing. Calculations involving current and future tax brackets, return rates, withdrawal needs, and more come into play. A simple approach is just comparing your current and projected tax brackets, but it's rarely this simple. And a common rule of thumb is that those in lower federal tax brackets like 10 and 12% should consider Roth conversions, while higher brackets such as 32, 35, and 37 may not want to do conversions. The fourth way to help reduce your taxes in retirement and general investing is called tax loss harvesting. Selling investments from non-retirement accounts can come with capital gains taxes on the profits you've earned. But here's the kicker. If you sold some investments at a loss within the same year, you can use those losses to offset the gains and dodge those taxes. So tax loss harvesting is about smartly selling investments that have lost value to offset capital gains. But there's a catch. The wash sale rule says you can't buy a substantially identical investment within 30 days before or after the sale. But here's the trick. You can actually dodge this rule using similar ETFs, at least for now. So let's say you own Vanguard S&P 500 ETF VOO, and you have a 10% unrealized loss. Then you sell VOO, you deduct that loss, and instantly buy iShares S&P 500 ETF IVV when the S&P 500 index is basically at the same level. So you're pretty much taking a loss, locking it in, and staying in the market. That means if you also sold another investment for a similar gain, you can bounce it out with the loss, not paying any capital gains, and still owning the S&P 500. This strategy can really help reduce your taxable income for some, but be cautious though as tax rules dictate how losses can be used. Yet, with proper planning, you could potentially turn market downturns into tax-saving opportunities. Tax loss harvesting lets you drop the investments that aren't doing great while getting a little benefit from the deal. In fact, if your losses outweigh your gains, you can use the extra losses to wipe out up to $3,000 per year of other taxable income. Number five is about Medicare premium surcharges. So as you plan for retirement, make a mental note about potential Medicare premium surcharges. These sneaky charges can hitch a ride onto your Medicare Part B and Part D premiums. They hitch a ride based on your Modified Adjusted Gross Income, or MAGI. So let's break it down. 
2023, a Medicare surtax called IRMA gets slapped onto the high earners. If you're flying solo, that's $97,000 per year. And if you're married and sharing life's journey, that's $194,000. This threshold keeps adjusting by inflation. So staying under these thresholds might be worth the effort. So number six, charitable donations. You should think about a twist in your charitable game. Instead of giving annually, try bundling. Think two, three, or even five years worth of donations in one shot. And then you can take a breather. This shift can skyrocket your deductions beyond the threshold for that single year. And in the years you take a break, you go for the bigger standard deduction. Another way to do charitable donations is called a Donor Advised Fund, short for DAF. This could really help bundle your charities. It's like making tax-deductible contributions of cash or appreciated assets in one year. But then you control when those donations flow to charities anytime in the future. Number seven, plan for required minimum distributions. You generally have to start taking withdrawals from your IRA, SEP IRA, simple IRA, or other retirement plan accounts if you have reached age 73. The RMD age has been raised to age 73 starting in 2023, and it will actually go to 75 in the year 2033. On the other hand, Roth IRAs do not require withdrawals until after the death of the owner. Here's something to remember. If you do not make these withdrawals, the IRS will assess a large penalty of 50% of the amount that should have been withdrawn. The IRS has more information on required minimum distributions. See below. You can also donate part or all of your RMD directly to your charity of choice. If you're already giving to a charity or your church, or both, this is a no-brainer. You will not have to pay taxes on the RMD that you donate, and your charity doesn't have to pay the taxes either. This is another way to get around the large deduction threshold. So in conclusion, some pretty powerful strategies to reduce taxes in retirement. By carefully planning your income withdrawal sequences, optimizing asset location, considering Roth conversions, utilizing tax loss harvesting, keeping an eye on Medicare premium surcharges, and being strategic about your charitable giving, you can make the most of your retirement savings and achieve your financial goals with confidence. Taxes can be a burden, but they are just one of hundreds of expenses we will contend with in retirement. Having an ongoing retirement plan process can help ensure that none of these and other tax-saving strategies fall through the cracks. And next week, I'll be educating you on Roth conversions, five scenarios where a Roth conversion may be a good idea. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Retirement Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review to help others discover the show. For questions, ideas, or discuss your retirement plan, reach out to me, George Jameson, at Capital Wealth Group. Visit our website at CapitalWealthPlan.com to learn more. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more insightful retirement planning in future episodes. And now for the disclaimer. The information discussed in this podcast is for general explanations and education only. It is not tax, legal, or investment advice. 
before considering acting on any information heard here. First consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you and have a great day. 